0: Hi, my name is Kirby Ingalls. I'm a leadership and transformation coach, a father of four and a U.S. Army veteran. And this podcast is dedicated to helping you achieve true success. Every week, my goal is to help you move one step closer to true success in a life that is rich and satisfying and helping you become the pillar of your community. Now, here on the True Success Podcast, we talk about leadership and personal transformation and dive deep into topics like mentoring, coaching, balance, problem solving, and creating an impact. True success is living your life's true calling. It's discovering new ways of viewing the world, building a life that's charged with hope, transparency, happiness, and fulfillment. True success is not what you think it is. Close your eyes and imagine setting goals, targets, and meeting them while adding value to the lives of others and making a difference daily in your community. Now, we all have the opportunity to do good work in every area of our life. Where do you spend most of your time? Where where do you invest most of your artistic ability? Uh, where do you interact with many people? You know, the, the place you work is where you have the most influence and you can ignite your leadership. Now, I believe our work can be very purposeful and we find purpose in our work. And we start our careers with ambitions and excitement, and we're ready to tackle these incredible goals. Inevitably, there are disappointments in the beginning and during the journey. We're going to have failures, intentions, and sometimes unrealistic demands are going to be thrust upon you. Now, work becomes this nine to five once all this stuff happens. It becomes a Monday through Friday. Sometimes it seems like it's a prison sentence that you must endure and survive. This result really can handcuff you. And the, even the most passionate workers, right, the most passionate workers uh, feel like this takes away from their freedom that they once experienced and they had sought out. And it pretty much erases that energy that you once had, you know, that desire to make that impact um, because it just becomes this survival mode. And But there, there, there's some good news in all this, though. And despite your hardships that that you may be enduring right now, you can find, you can find purpose in your work and you can do great things. And with a purpose, you can find direction. You can collect wisdom and you can become stronger every day. The position, the company, the location of the work that you're doing doesn't really matter as much as your purpose. Now, we're all in this together, right? And, and we're all aiming to get to the same station in life, the same place. You know, and some of you may want to be this or you may want to be that or you may want to do this. But really, we're all trying to get to the same end state, the same goals, right? But each of us has something unique to provide, right? And when you start each day designing it and intentionally focusing on the right things, Throughout the day, you can find success. And when you reframe your mind and you develop the proper perspective, you can find purpose in your work. And you can connect with what you are doing and everything changes from there. What is the primary purpose of your work? Whether you do tasks, provide guidance, do some data entry, maybe you're a social media manager. Maybe you train people or you work on a project or manage projects. Work should become an extension of your passion and also a service to others, regardless of the job or the title that you're in. Are you ready to get excited about the impact that you can have? An ambition is an ingredient that ignites your leadership. Ambition drives us to pursue big ideas and to deliver great results. It can also bring to mind those who are prepared to do anything to get ahead, and sometimes that's walking on others and endangering others' integrity. Now, results matter, and how we get results is equally important. There's loyalty and honesty, and those are factors in how we get our results. And finally, you get those results with good intentions from deep within. And as a leader, you are expected to be ambitious and get those results with what has been given to you from a place of service and humility. This can be achieved through consistency and character. And those who operate for a selfish gain only succeed in the short game. That type of drive will ultimately reach a point of complete self-ruin. And being a purposeful leader comes from a place of respect and humbleness and a passion for helping others. It urges us to support others who are fighting and sacrificing for the welfare of others. It causes us to seek purpose in our work and brings happiness. You see, purpose and ambition are potent ingredients. And combining those two with good intent and a passion for serving others with loyalty and humility produces really incredible results in your work. Developing habits is a critical uh, component to building consistent leadership at work. And praise, right, praise is an act of humility. And recognizing the need for others and developing those relationships as a leader, you must make a commitment, a commitment to those whom you serve and trust and in, in them to do the work. Now, praise swings the door open for them to do the work on behalf of your organization, group, or family. Every day, hurdles, needs, and obstacles are going to present themselves to you in your work, and your competition uh, would love for you to remain in this state of distress, doubt, fear, because of uh, you won't be effective if you do have this state of mind. This is why it is so important to practice gratitude consistently and often. That does not mean you, you spend your entire day handing out cookies, right? It simply means that you stop to take a moment and recognize other contributions. Then you can turn your hurdles and anxieties over to them, and, and then they will blaze the path forward for you. Now, you, you will find yourself calm among chaos because of the admiration and trust that you've built with the people that you work with. Now, this does allow you to get clear and receive creative solutions from those who are best suited to do the work because you've built a trust in them. They're loyal to you, and this is how these things work. And as a leader, I always turn to others for solutions to a problem that I cannot handle on my own, with my own strength and my own wisdom. If it's not in my wheelhouse, then I allow others to do that for me. And I learned that small deposits in the bank daily can earn you a lot of favors early and often. You know, and and then sometimes bringing everyone together and offering words of gratitude, as well as affirmations does go a long way to doubling and tripling your efforts. Showing appreciation keeps us also reminded of those who we serve, right? And we're aware of their efforts and to be present and in harmony with them. It opens the door to knowledge timing and that the the support that you need so you can provide the support necessary, not to just improve their lives, but also those of the stakeholders and clients that you serve. Practice gratitude in your own work, especially the work of others or the work that others are doing. Uh, you, for every product or project or, or event you're working on, uh, you want to hunt for ways to share words of appreciation and really appreciate leaders, um, participants, consumers, employers, and people in other roles, right, that are supporting you and be grateful for those who, who you serve, right? Because without them, you can't achieve the things that you want to. And those that you serve, those partners and those other vendors as well. And when you do this, right? When you do this, when you show appreciation, when you show real gratitude, when you're very genuine, authentic about it, watch your relationships begin to produce things in your life that you could never have otherwise. Tough discussions are those in which stakes are enormous. And ideas sometimes diverge and passions are very strong during these conversations. These conversations are an unavoidable certainty in our work. Managing these crucial conversations, these talks, they can be a critical medium, which actually promotes maturity and kindles the leadership of those involved. Uh, Nonetheless, uh, they are necessary conversations and are avoided or not sometimes not done uh, respectfully. And so that's where problems come into play. And yet, we have both the, the courage to have an uncomfortable dialogue and the humility to do it in a clearly affectionate way. You have those abilities with calmness, compassion, respect, and understanding. You can do this because you have all those capabilities. Well, whether it's arbitrating between two personalities who just quite don't understand each other, addressing the arduous truth to someone that's just not satisfying the expectations that you set, or giving people honest feedback. Maybe, maybe it's recognizing when we're wrong or that leaders need to have the strength and wisdom to steer these conversations into the right direction. And so the big thing is, is that we need to examine these steps to promote critical talks that will raise spirits up and not strike them down. I want you to start with the result in mind, right? Is begin with the end in mind and define the result that you want to create in this conversation and invite your mentors in, right? Or other leaders that you have trust and confidence in to kind of guide you, and offer you some wisdom, some strength, and words that you can speak to accomplish your intention. Separate from the facts, from fiction, right? Separating the facts from fiction, facts are what has really occurred, right? We can all agree on that. It's what's really occurred. And opinions are the why that we sometimes assign to these facts. They are personal conclusions and you should address them tentatively when discussing those. These conclusions, they're just our perception. They're they are not facts. They're just fiction. All right. It's what we believe. It's what we perceive because we don't have the full picture. We haven't put the entire puzzle together and you can do that by producing the, or discussing the facts and receiving the facts. Uh, I want you to plan, plan for the safe atmosphere, right? That will promote Free exchange and go into the discussion with a sense of interest and hope to reveal the truth. Give people the benefit of the doubt and begin to ask questions which reach an understanding, which will also achieve the most desirable result for everyone. And, and the more the more relaxed you are during these, these engagements, you and your crew will be become and able to receive honest feedback from each other. And you're going to have more maturity, change, and progress, and satisfaction. And, and you will encounter all these things as you begin to steer these conversations in a positive direction. I know I set up maturity quite a few times in this in this broadcast, which kind of reminds me of a uh, group that I'm involved in, um, and it's called the Pursuit of Manliness, and Jarrett Samuel hosts that over there on his uh, those page, and uh, uh, it is a members-only group, and he runs it every six months. Uh, been in there, and we are reading a very, very good book right now on maturity. Uh, and if you're not familiar with Jarrett Samuel's in the Pursuit of uh, uh, Manliness, then I would suggest that you look that up on Facebook and and get involved in that. Um, Jared does some really, really great stuff on there. So one of the many incredible facts is that we are made for relationships and to be a part of a community. Now community, it kindles leadership in a way we cannot achieve this on our own. It helps us reach a level of maturity. And I believe, That the age of individualism or the me age, it's all about me, what's in it for me, and you know, everything is about me, will not last very long. That is because community has been a part of our experience, and it has been since the very beginning of time. And it's present now, and it will remain present. Community is where we are with others, for others, and do things for the benefit of other people. It is a natural part of the process. It is a natural process to desire to belong to some type of community at work. Even tribes and groups and cliques and all these other things, however you want to describe it, it's very natural for us to want to do that. And community is is an essential for work to get done. You see, since the beginning of time, humans have survived because of communities. Two thousand years ago, nations were formed, and several communities were were created. Community has been a part of our life and our lifestyle, and has helped us survive. And so, it really is an essential part of our lives. And however, we we rarely experience the type of energy from the community that, at our work. Usually, we find this type of energy in clubs religious communities where there's this energy, this like life altering energy that we find, but we never really find that at work. And you know, that, that's curious on, I'm very curious on why that is. And I, I, I kind of have an understanding. I, I kind of know why it's a rhetorical question for you. Why do we not experience this kind of life changing energy in the work that we do when we're working around the people um, who are invested most of their energy into the same thing that we are and they're trying to move this organization or this product or this service in the same direction as us. And We rarely find that. What's been interesting is is on social media throughout age of the internet and groups, you know, LinkedIn groups, Facebook groups, you find very special communities where this type of energy exists and it exists online and socially rather than in person. So what is the problem? Well, usually this only happens, this type of energy only happens on special occasions or on very magical teams, it seems like. And a lot of you are very familiar with sports and there are those magical teams. And, you know, a prime example, and you may not be a Patriots fan and neither am I. So I'm going to go out there. Um, even the Kansas City Chiefs, I guess, would have some resemblance to this now with Holmes on their team. Brady was not a, a top pick. He was not one of those guys that was considered to be one of the future greats. In community, he has emerged. And through community, those teams have become very magical in the pursuit of the Super Bowl. And that's just a sports analogy there. But there are other teams like that. You know, the Yankees are another one that seems to have this community. The Cardinals are a team that seems to have this community around them. And they have this fan base around them that's very magical. And it's just not in sports teams. And it's just not in in those types of areas that, you know, you see this. It can really exist in your work. I've seen it. I've seen this in the military where there's teams of camaraderie and a spirit of core. And people come together to serve a single purpose and they find energy in the work that they do. And so in the digital age, you and I, we can connect virtually anywhere, right? With anyone at any time, if we desire. And with it comes isolation also. And that's really having its effect on us socially in our societies that we live in. In an active, engaging community, at work can be a source of energy and and really have a source of accountability as well as create a nice little balance. So I wanted to give you a few suggestions on kind of how to start building this community. Here's my suggestions. There's four of them. Never drink coffee alone. You've probably heard of never eat lunch alone. Well, let's take it a step further and say let's never drink coffee alone. Invite someone to take a cup of coffee with you and learn about them what your guest, you know, find out what your guest is working on. Ask how you can help them. And then the other thing is, is something I learned while I was in or in the service was, lead with your feet. So get up and get out of the chair. Don't lead from behind the desk. See what others are doing and don't send an email, right? And just go down the hallway and have a conversation about what it is you wanna talk about. That presence and that engagement is critical to creating relationships and community. Ask input on the ideas that they may be working on when you sit down and have this cup of coffee or, you know, you all go down the hallway and you talk to people. Engage people as you go. And ask others, you know, what project they might be managing on, right? These very small deposits in the bank can build meaningful relationships and community. Offer your praise and support to people. If someone shares a win, join in that gratitude or if they are facing some adversity, give them a kind word of encouragement. You will be surprised at how much they really do appreciate this and what it will do. Again, remember, small deposits in the bank, folks. Small deposits in the banks, dividends pay in the long run. One of the other things you can do is start a club or a meetup. You know, everyone faces a lot of the similar challenges at work. That community or that, that, that club could be Something that can help everybody go through the same challenges together as one team. There are so many several resources out there that you can use to help you and your co-workers actually grow as leaders. And these are clubs like Toastmasters, Start a Healthy Living Group, uh, maybe a book club, a sports club, an investment club, a community service club. I've seen a lot of community service clubs in the corporate setting now because or the company is taking an active role in giving back to the community, providing service, whether it be volunteering at a 5K run or participating in a 5K run or going out and doing a community service project like repairing park benches or planting trees or something of that nature. They find a project, plan that project, they resource that project and they go out and they execute that project together. A lot of organizations are starting to give back and that is a great way to create community Plus it also extends the community beyond the organization. Wow, that 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 that's 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 unique, right? That is very unique. And how many organizations are really doing? It? And so now you have buy-in. Now you not only are you caring for the people within your organization, but you're caring for the people right outside of its doors. We all have something to gain from healthy community. In your organizations, in in, in your organizations, you can grow as a leader, and leaders depend on community. And Community Done Right will ignite or spark other leaders, right, within your team to rise up, or your organization, or want others to come join part of your team. Hey folks, that's it for today. If you want more great content like this, visit www kirbyingles.com. Again, that's www.kirbyingles.com. And I only wish you the best of fortunes in 2020 and set your sights high and focus on true success. Until next time.